You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today we have a very special guest in studio. Her name is Barb Gormley, and Barb is a certified personal trainer, but she does so much more than, uh, than that. Barb is uh, also a polling, a Nordic polling instructor. She teaches seminars. She works with people from uh, all walks of life and all ages. Her, um, her, her motto is getting people fit and staying fit for life. So uh, Barb, welcome to the studio. Hey, thanks, Tony. Great oh, to be here. Oh, you're quite welcome. Barb, the topic that I wanted to uh, to cover today was uh, uh, w- how to find a good personal trainer and what to look for uh, with uh, when you're doing that. Right straight, let's get straight to it. What do you look for when you're looking for a good personal trainer? Well, it's a pretty big question, actually. <laughs> but maybe I could just start with telling you maybe how you might um, you might find one. So uh, I, f- I usually tell people to, to kind of look for a personal trainer the same way you would a new hairdresser or a barber or something like that. And as you just kind of send out the word that you're looking for someone, and word of mouth is really, I think, always the best thing when you're looking for someone in the, the service industry, which is what we really are in. So, um, so you're going to be working with this person on a regular regular basis, you know, probably once a week, twice a week. So you really have to make sure it's the right person for you. So I say to people, you know, ask your friends for references, of course, perhaps they have the perfect trainer. Um, Do something as simple as a Google search for, you know, your area, your neighborhood. Um, Look for reviews, you know, there are online reviews out there of clubs and people and you can get an awful lot of information, obviously, on the internet. And also um, your contacts and friends will have lots of information. Look at the person's years of experience. Of course, you want to look at the rates they charge, the clientele they work with. So those are that's kind of how you find the person and and some of the things that uh, that you're looking for. And then once you're happy with all that, I think you need to contact the person and have a good chat with them. You know, if you're in a club situation where you can interact with them, perhaps it's someone that you you bump into as you're coming in and out of the club, you can really chat them up a few times and see if you if you have a rapport because I think rapport is so so important and I think every good personal trainer offers a a good like a free consultation whether they call it that or maybe they call it something different but just so you can really get to know each other because as I previously said it's a it's a pretty close relationship and you really want to make sure you've got someone uh, who's who's there with you and can support you and can uh, really help you meet your goals. I tell people that, you know, we're a partnership. We're working as a team. We've got one goal. And in fact, I tell people, a lot of the people I work with are business people. And I say, let's think of this as a project, you know, and we've got deliverables and we've got, we've got a deadline and we've got dates and um, think of it as a very fun project. Don't want it to get too businessy, but think of it as a a fun project. And, and um, so you know, if that works for people that I'm talking to, that's great. And then they'll hire me. And if that doesn't, then maybe they'll just keep keep looking uh, again. But I think you need that 
consultation where you sit down, just the two of you, and you really have a good chat and you make sure that the same way you would with a hairdresser, you know, the hairdresser, maybe you don't know this, Tony, but (laughs) (laughs) they run their hands through their hair and they they tell you what they think they might be able to do for you. And, and, you know, uh, you ask them a few questions and they tell them, tell you about themselves. So, uh, so Barb, you're from, from that standpoint, would you go as far as to get a trial training to see what their style is like? Uh, would you go that far or would you just stop at the consultation? Uh, nobody's really ever asked me for that before. What I usually do is um, I do, you know, the consultation. I try to work in a little tiny bit of that so they s- might see how we work together. So especially if they've already exercised before, I might say, um, you know, well, for example, you know, let's try this exercise here if there happen to be some dumbbells nearby. And uh, I, I don't necessarily say that I want to show you what I can do here in my skills, but I say, you know, let's just let's just do a few biceps curls here so I can get an idea of where you're coming from. And then just the way that I handle myself and the way I talk with them, I think that gives them a, a pretty good idea of um, of what I'm all about. I, I think you also want to know that that trainer is going to customize um the program and everything that she or he does with you. It's not just a a templated workout that he or she gives every trainer. So you'll want to be listening for a trainer to ask you lots of questions. So certainly they're going to um, tell you about themselves and a little bit of their background and history. But you know what? You can get a lot of that off their website and perhaps from your other contacts. But um, uh, you really want that trainer to be asking lots of questions. You know, what is it that you're after? What's what's your goal here? Um, uh, just, you know, have you worked with the trainer before? How do you feel about working with the trainer? Um, you really... Uh, do, you, how, do you have a picture of how this might work? Tell me, what do you think the roadblocks might be down the road? You know, tell me a little bit about your exercise history so that you know that the trainer is gathering information. She's not just saying, yeah, let's work together. It'll be fabulous. That she's really um, coming from a place of, you know, with a little bit of background information as well. She, she says She's saying, yes, I can help you because she has some information from you to work with. And setting up something that's specific to your needs. Mm-hmm. That, um, that leads me to my next question. I, um, I asked uh, uh, someone before the, you know, about their trainer, and it seemed like a lot of it was based on personality. And I wanted to, to get your feedback on whether it's knowledge, personality, or experience. How would you rank that when you're looking for a trainer? Or is it be- some people will choose that uh, a trainer based on what their needs are, as you said before? Well, it's pretty hard to, to rank those because I think they're all really, really, really important. <laughs> but if you were like to force me to choose one, I think I would have to go with personality. And it kind of reminds me back to high school. And you know how there was that teacher who had the PhD, it was Dr. So-and-so in the science department. And you knew he was the smartest teacher in the school. And I, I'm kind of, uh, you know, this obviously doesn't fall for everyone who has a PhD and his teacher. <laughs> but there's 
there's kind of those people out there who are super, super smart, but they just don't have much in the personality department. And I found I was never able to learn very much from those people. Uh, and my preference is always to go with someone who perhaps doesn't know absolutely everything, but they've got maybe a fun personality, a warm personality, an encouraging personality. Um, they make lots of eye contact. They remember my name. I see them in the street. They remember my name. <laughs> There's always those people who know your name in a certain circumstance. And when you see them elsewhere, they, they don't even know who you are. So I think personality is so important. And, you know, in the business here, and obviously, you know this, Tony, um, it's all about adherence. And we're looking to help people adhere to their program. Lots of people start off on their own with the fitness program and they're doing great for a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe even three months. And then sometimes somehow it just fades away and all of a sudden they're back to their old pattern, whatever that was. And so as a trainer, I think our key job is to help people stick to their program. So even if you've got a trainer who has a great personality and her knowledge and experience aren't maybe stellar. I think that's still the person you want to be with because she's the one who's going to convince you to get up at six o'clock in the morning and come and work out and stick with it over the long run. And it's all about sticking with the program. So even obviously we want a safe program, but even if it's not the the ideal uh, program with like the most perfect sequence of exercises. You're doing it, you're active, you're moving, you're up, you're enjoying it, you're having fun, and you're an active person and you're going to see results. So uh, if you twist my arm, just to wrap up, <laughs> I would say personality is, is, is the number one. Okay. And you're, you know, from what you just said, someone who can motivate you to mm -hmm. get out of bed in the, in the, in the morning or whenever time you do it mm -hmm. is, uh, is quite key to, to someone adhering to a program. Exactly. It's a little bit of an art because people are sweaty and huffing and puffing and they're, you know, body doesn't necessarily want to work that hard. And I'm not saying you have to be a barrel of laughs and have jokes in your back pocket or anything, but you have to find some way to make an element of enjoyment. And I always tell people when you're finished a workout, whether it's like resistance training in a gym, you're out for a, a run, you know, you're Nordic walking, at the end of the workout, you should feel exhilarated. You should just feel fantastic. You shouldn't feel exhausted and you definitely should not feel exasperated. <laughs> so, and that's the trainer's job when you're working one-on-one -on -one, or maybe it's a small group setting. It's the trainer's job to get everybody to that point. So at the end of the workout, they go, whew, did I ever work hard? But hey, I feel, I feel great, you know? I did a good job. So you feel great physically. The trainer didn't push you too hard. But, you know, the trainer has to push you uh, further than you would on your own because it doesn't feel good to finish a workout knowing you had more to give. Uh, and then feeling good self-esteem-wise and um, just the fact that you did get up and you were there and you did the work. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, Barb, if you're a member of a club and there are lots of personal trainers uh, walking around uh, with their clients, how would you spot a good one? I love that question because <laughs> um, it's really easy. So I belong to a club and when I'm running on the treadmill or sitting on the bike, I see lots of action around me. It's very, very easy to spot the good trainers. Maybe it's very, very easy to spot the trainers who aren't that great. Um 
So anyway, let's talk about the good trainers. Yeah. The good trainers are constantly in contact with their clients. So they're making eye contact. There's conversation going back and forth. Um, the trainer's looking up and down, looking at body parts and joints, checking for alignment. There's just a lot happening there. Uh, she's not looking, you know, when the client turns, she's not pulling out her phone to check her phone. She's not gazing off into the distance. Um, you know, she's giving direction, motivation, explanations, all of that kind of stuff, um, just at a very nice pace. And even when your clients know how to do things really well, even if you have a client who does the most perfect push-ups, you don't just stand there and watch them do the push-ups, um, as I've seen some trainers do. You definitely don't stand. You want to get down on their level, so you're kind of crouching down on their level, and you're just kind of reinforcing. You know, you're saying, excellent, yeah, keep those shoulders pressing back, breathing in and out, you know, keep that belly button sucked up, and head position looks perfect. Okay, 17, 18, 19, 20. Fantastic. Moving on. Here we go to the next. So you're just like always there with them. I think if you're not, I think my clients would think, do I really need her here? Exactly. If she's just going to stand silently yeah. above me, you know, and when you're crouching down beside your client and you're just, I'm not saying you overwhelm them with input, but you just give them, you know, you just give them enough info to, to get through the exercise, do it well and, and feel great about it before they move on to the next one. Well, part of it, um, I think that uh, some trainers forget that we're personal trainers and they seem to to go ahead and they're looking in different directions. They're doing their their um, uh, uh they're not guiding their clients. Mm -hmm. And um, ladies and gentlemen, Barb had, she called me a few years ago and she wanted to uh, to do an article um, because she's a, a senior editor at Fitness Business Canada. And the topic at the time was how, you know, what do you do about distracted trainers? Do you allow, what do you allow on, on, the, on the floor with, um, you, you, what do you allow your trainers to do on the floor? And, you know, part, one of my pet peeves is, is seeing trainers texting and, and and not paying attention to their clients uh, when they're when they're with uh, when they're with someone and that's how the conversation started with us and I got really you know she could hear it in my voice how irate I got because that whole idea of having a personal trainer is someone not invading your space but to make sure that they're there to help you and paying attention to you all the time and not distracted by th other things around the club. Mm -hmm. So, it's, And you uh, know what I remember from that conversation, Tony, too, because we're both very passionate about this. And, and I think there are probably some trainers who just kind of don't know exactly what we're talking about here or think we're a bit crazy. But if you're successful in the industry, this is a skill you really have to have. The thing I remember from that conversation is you said one thing that just drove you crazy was when you saw the client walking to the next exercise Oh. and the trainer like trailing yeah. behind. And yeah. so I agree completely. So if you're on the treadmill, you're on the bike and you're kind of looking around the club at the various trainers, that's one of the big signs. The trainer is in charge and the trainer says, okay, hey, let's go to the next exercise and leads the client to the next one. So, you know, I always want my, my clients to take 
uh, ownership of their um, workouts and they, they know where to go next and they know the flow and they know the exercises very well. But I don't want to be trailing around behind them when I'm there at their workout. I'm, it's you know, I designed it. I'm going to set the pace. I know what you can do here. I'm going to go and put the pin in the right plate. I'm going to lift the seat up for you. If you like it cleaned off, you know, sterilized beforehand, I'm going to quickly do that for you. I'm going to pull the mat off the wall. Uh, it's not like I'm your servant or anything like that. Uh, not at all. I'm your partner, but I want things to flow smoothly. I don't want any kind of glitches along the way. Those things that happen when my clients are working on their own. They can't find the 12 pound dumbbells and they have to go looking for somebody who hasn't returned them. Uh, I want the, the the sessions to go super smoothly and beautifully. And at the end, it's just kind of all wraps up nicely with a high five or a, or a handshake or just a big smile or, a, you know, who knows what it is. Uh, so yeah, so I don't think I can emphasize that much. If we have any budding personal trainers listening to this, take charge in a very nice um, and professional way and make sure you're always one step ahead of your clients. It doesn't always happen that way. There's always, you know, a, a, a few little times when that may not happen in the workout as you're wiping down off, wiping off the, the sweaty treadmill after the big sweaty guy gets off, you know, so your client may have moved on, but then you quickly get over there and take charge again. That's perfect. Now, we're going to take a short break and, and return um, and talk about fitness trends and, and where you see things going. Um, Barb Gormley is uh, is the expert in, in this field, and I'll let you know a little bit more when we get back. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back on The Art of Wellness. Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Our guest in studio today is Barb Gormley, and um, I touched a little bit on it uh, earlier. Barb is also the um, the f- senior editor of Fitness Business Canada, but she's done so much more than that. Barb has written articles for Chatelaine Magazine. Uh, she's written a lot of um, articles for newspapers around the, the city and around the country, so it, um, it's, it's so uh, nice to have her in studio today. Uh, and Barb, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that are going on in the in the fitness world right now. Uh, where do you see, uh, what trends do you see happening right now in, in, in the fitness world? Well, you know what? There's a lot of fun trends happening now. I guess we could talk about trends in, in many different ways, but the first one that comes to mind is this whole fitness wearables. You yes. know, so we've got the Garmin watch, we've got the the Fitbit, which is super popular with my clients. And I think as a trainer, I'm not sure how you felt, but but when they came out and they started to be so popular, I think there was a little bit of, you know, a bit of worry that they were so popular and they quickly moved from fad to trend. And they've been with us long enough now uh, that we know they truly are a trend and we know that they truly are successful uh, at helping people with that adherence that I was talking about earlier. Um, but I found they've just been a really nice compliment um, to my business and something that I really encourage my clients uh, 
to use them. And uh, so now instead of asking my clients, you know, take a take a 30 minute walk every morning or three days a week, you're going to go walking for 45 minutes. Um, we can get much more specific. And, you know, a lot of people are doing the 10,000 steps a day. And, you know, being a an industry based in science, we like numbers <laughs> and we like data. And so they can tell me specifically they hit their 10,000 or, hey, I hit 12,000. So the wearables are are really fantastic. Uh, and you don't have to have a really fancy one. And, and even, um, you know, some of them, are, of course, are very fancy. Some of them have a GPS function. And so those people who are really techie can go out for a run or for a walk and, and then look on their uh, monitor screen of where they went and how fast and the elevation. And so a lot of people um, find that very motivational. As even if it's just the steps or all the way up to that GPS function. Another thing that's uh, getting bigger and bigger is personal trainer software. So most of my clients um, I have found kind of prefer what I'm, th I'm thinking now is a bit of the old-fashioned approach, and that is the pen and paper program. So I, you know, plot it out on paper and, you know, there are boxes to check after each exercise and workout. And I tell my clients at the end of the month, so I, I set each program up for the month, I'd like this paper to be a bit sweaty wrinkly, you know, lots of, be very messy. And that'll tell me that you had a very good month. You know, if it hasn't been handled enough, you know, that's not a good sign. I want this page full of check marks. And so I'm trying to move people onto this personal trainer software where they can get it on their tablet or on their phone and, uh, you know, just do everything with a click. But um, maybe it's just my clients because most of them are baby boomers, though baby boomers are, seem to be just as high tech these days as the younger generation. Um, but um, a lot of my clients still like the pen and paper. They feel, you know, it's like the it's like the to do list. Somehow you feel a little more virtuous doing that big line through, you know, the you've accomplished the something. list. You feel somehow rather than just a little click with your thumb. But anyway, uh, lots of trainers are using the personal trainer software. So trainers, that's the one trainerize, I think is the biggest one around. And the I really would like to get some of my clients onto it though. So for example, um, uh, when if you ask your client to do two workouts a week on his own, uh, instead of me checking in, hey, how'd your workout go today? Or finding out the next week, you know, let me see your sheet. Did you do those workouts? Which inevitably they have. When they've done their workout with this trainer software, you get a little message that says, hey, Bob just finished his workout. Uh, and if there's a problem with this program and I need to tweak something a little bit, um, it's just a matter of going online and tweaking it and then zipping it over to him. And there it is in his phone rather than me kind of getting into my, you know, my Excel program and sending it over and him having to print out a new one, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, specific to training itself, I think HIT training is huge right now. It's huge in the personal training field and just in fitness, um, you know, in general. So, HIT. and would would you say that's a HIT, which is high intensity um, training? Uh, would you say that's a, a trend or a fad? I think it's a trend. Okay. I mean, it may fade away and surprise us, but I think it's been I think it's been here long enough to call it a trend. Maybe it's a I don't know what you call a trend that fades away. Maybe it goes back to becoming a fad. <laughs> but I find there's a lot of it, and the research shows how successful it is. So, for example, a lot of my clients are really enjoying like the thirty, twenty, ten. 
10 cardio workout. So 30 seconds, easy pace, 20 seconds, moderate pace, 10 seconds fast, like nine out of 10 full exertion. And then you go back 30 recovery, easy, 20 moderate, 10, you go crazy. Obviously, this isn't for beginners or people who are just, you know, off the couch. Uh, and you have to have a bit of a certain mentality to do it. But the fact is, you can really compress your cardio workout and get fantastic results. And the research is showing this kind of over and over by and, and that's why uh, what i like about it it's um it, it is research-based mm -hmm. and um the important fact to, to point out is that you just don't get off your couch and do hit training you have to gear yourself up and make sure that your body is is capable of handling it so that's where whether it's a, a fitness consultant a, a trainer um a doctor someone who can guide you and and make sure that uh, you're, you're not just starting from zero and going to 100, you know, within a week or two. Exactly, which is why you don't want that trainer who's who's just high on the personality skill. <laughs> you need someone hopefully high on the personality skill, but also, you know, high on the knowledge and the experience as well so that everything you're doing is, is, is appropriate and getting you to that end goal, you know, whatever that is that the two of you have, have decided on. And then just one other um, uh, fitness trend that's really big too um, is, you know, my fitness pal is what I have a lot of my clients using. It's a free app. There's Endomondo, which is similar to, and I find these apps again, are a really nice compliment um, for, to my business and for my clients. So I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, but I do find a lot of my clients have weight to lose. So some of them I'll refer to, you know, consultants in my in my circle um, and other people, you know, they know what to eat. They don't they don't quite need that level of um, of support. Uh, and so I send them to my fitness pal where you track your exercise and your food intake very simply, they've, they've made it just so simple, but it's, uh, it's an amazing da database. Um, and so you very quickly kind of type in what you had for breakfast. And, and after you've typed these things in a, a few times, they pop up very quickly. So it only takes you seconds or a minute to kind of type things in. Um, and then you, you let it know what kind of exercise you did. And it's allotted you a certain number of calories for the day. If you're an exerciser, that's, it encourages you to exercise. It gives you more calories for that day. And, you know, if you forget to put in your lunch, a little note pops up. And we'll say, hey, you forgot to, you know, put in your lunch. Oh, okay. So you put it in. And then one of the best things I think it does, and it's, it's much more um, uh, comprehensive, much more stuff in here than I'm talking about at the moment. But one of the best things is at the end of the day, it says, congratulations. If you continue eating and exercising the way you did today, you'll reach your goal weight of xx pounds on xx date and i just think that is the best thing ever because it asks you in the beginning you know how much weight would you like to lose and so let's say you say seven pounds and they say when would you like to lose that by and you say august 31st so it'll tell you you know if you continue eating the way you did today by august 7th you will weigh you know you will reach your goal and every day you get that and i just think that is so 
fantastic. Well, that's motivating. But uh, what when by you mentioning that, what if you had a bad day? Now, I haven't used the program. What if you had a really bad day and you went off the rails with your, your eating? Does, you know it, um, does it give you a, a, a reprimand saying that, well, you're not going to get you to You know what? Goal? I will have to test that out. <laughs> well, I always test everything on myself. And I don't like to say I don't have bad days. But when I was testing, I guess I didn't. My guess is it probably wouldn't say anything or it would have some kind of still motivational message that would say, hey, you know what? Today wasn't your best day, but I know you can do it tomorrow. <laughs> Something along those lines. What? The other fantastic thing is um, I do a lot of cooking from Cooking Light magazine because I find they have really tasty recipes that are really nutritious and healthy. And I, uh, you know, there's lots of places to get good recipes. But I did notice for my favorite recipes, one of the tricky things is if you, if you make, let's say you make a casserole and you go, hmm, how do I put that into my fitness pal oh there was broccoli in it maybe there was a cup of broccoli oh there's a bit of milk all you do get this you type in the url of the recipe which you found online and it automatically tells you the number of calories in a serving you're it finds kidding. the recipe yes and so i even find you know if i make chili or something you mean you just find a recipe that looks similar to your recipe even um you know, a basic vegetarian chili and it, and it, boom, there it is. And it tells you. So it's really wonderful for many, many reasons. Well, Barb, this is why I wanted you in studio. You, the wealth of information that you bring to us is absolutely incredible. We're going to take one last short break and um, come back with Barb Gormley on the Art of Wellness, peachradio.com. This is Peach Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Wellness uh, with Barb Gormley. Barb, what would, advice would you give to someone who didn't like their trainer or they weren't satisfied with what their trainer was doing for them? What would you say to that person? Well, you know, that's a little bit tricky. And I think um, everyone's probably found themselves in that situation, not necessarily with a personal trainer, but, you know, you have a cleaner, someone who cleans your house or some or a hairdresser. I hate to keep going back to hair, but, but some kind of close relationship like that. And it just it's just not working out. You know, in retrospect, I think probably the best thing to do is to kind of commit to just kind of a, some, a short uh, a short relationship. So maybe um, the trainer, you say, well, could we just try a session or two? Or I'm going on holidays in July. So could, is it possible um, for us to train together for four weeks before I go away on holidays? So I might phrase it like that if I was in that situation. And then you go away on holidays. And if it didn't work out, you know, you just kind of quietly fade away and, you know, don't get back in touch with that trainer. Just kind of keep things very open. And then you move on and you try someone else. But I think if you get committed to a big package or you go into it kind of with the impression you're going to do this for a long time, you may just be setting yourself up for, you know, an uncomfortable situation later on because it is very, very difficult. I, I think one thing you can do is be very honest with your trainer too. So if it's not working out, um, 
And you know what? I'm I'm comfortable saying that I've had people say, you know what? I don't think this is exactly what I was looking for. And I'll go, oh, you know, please tell me. And we work it out. Um, I, I've learned to ask lots and lots of questions now. So at the end of a workout, you know, the first few workouts with a trainer too, I do think you have to keep this in mind. Sometimes it takes a few sessions to get things flowing and for the trainer to kind of figure you out and just to get everything to kind of settle down into a nice a nice rhythm. So uh, the trainer needs to, needs to be asking, you know, so what did you think of today's workout? So tell me what you thought. It should be a big open-ended question, not just, did you enjoy the workout today? I mean, it has to be a big, nice, like, tell me, what did you think of that workout today? And, you know. Well, for I'm going to push you a little bit more on, on this point because uh, your explanation right now was based on someone starting out with a new trainer or giving them a try. But what if someone has had a trainer for a long time? You've built a relationship and they're just frustrated now. It's been years and years. I, I have some clients that have been training for 20 years. So it's, um, if, if you're in that kind of relationship with your trainer and you, it's just not doing it for you, anymore what would you say to someone at that point if I was the client yes I think I would just say as nicely as I could I'd say you know what I I just love working with you and it's been really great but I just I think I might just like to try something new and um, I'd like to kind of get out of my home basement here and just try a club and do some fitness classes. And I really appreciate everything you've done. It's been so much fun. And, you know, you really taught me everything I know about fitness to this point. But, you know, I, I think I'm just going to move on. And thank you so much. And here's a, a big bottle of expensive wine <laughs> <laughs> and a lovely card with a lovely note on it thanking you for everything. And I think I think that's if somebody said that to me, I would be I would I would uh, be thankful and I would be thinking in the back of my mind I'd be thinking you know I uh, I wonder what I could have done to keep that person a little longer but I would also be thinking 5 10 15 20 years you know I think it's understandable that it's you know it's nice to have a change so uh, I wouldn't be too too insulted sometimes I do think there's a bit of a lifespan and it's actually good for clients to move on to somebody else who has a little different perspective, who has a little different toolkit, um, approaches things in a, a new manner. So I don't think it's it's all all bad. Well, for um, some uh, something that I try to do uh, for my clients uh, when I travel, I always tell them that you know what you should. I try and set them up with another trainer because what comes first is the client you know it's you know tr some trainers are so full of themselves uh, I find but it's always client first and it, it, I think that if you can explore and get them to try different things you you can uh, open them up to to training a different way and it doesn't some clients really appreciate it it doesn't mean that they're going to leave you but I always say if you find someone else's training more apt to what you want then by all means because you're the person that's going to benefit from it so it's along the lines of what you're saying that um, it's good to allow them to go and explore and so on because for the most part they will come back to you if you've been doing your job so it's um, I do find that uh, it, it works when you do have an open mind and you put client first so. definitely and it can just maybe reinforce in their mind that you are the trainer for them 
and that you, you exactly. really, you know, uh, maybe they had a few doubts, but they've tried some other options and, ooh, no, I, I, I no, I'm going to go back to Tony. I'm going to go back to Barb. But yeah, now I'm, I'm really settled and, and uh, let's move on. Yeah. Now, Barb, um, we're getting close to the end of the show and I always ask my guests, what do they do to stay in shape uh, uh, for themselves? What do you do? Because you look like you're in great shape. Uh, I've, I've spoken to you so many times on the phone and, uh, and uh, you've uh, called me and asked me for, uh, you know, what my uh, input is on a certain article. But um, this is my first time meeting you in, in person and you're in great shape. So what do you do for yourself? Well, you know what? I try and do a little bit of everything. Well, first of all, I'm really lucky because in this business, I'm active. I'm up on my feet all day. Uh, so that's a bonus. So I always have, I just have an active lifestyle because of my job. I'm out walking, I'm Nordic walking, I'm running with clients. So I have that built into my job, which I'm very thankful for. But there's lots of other stuff. I do actually have a personal trainer myself. <laughs> and it, it, so. before, that's one thing that most trainers have never experienced. I remember hiring a personal trainer myself years ago, and it gave me such a, a, a great uh, uh, um, uh, perspective on, on and what they do and how they, 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 they do it. Um, so you, you've done, you've mm -hmm. uh, done the same thing so yeah it's small group training so there's like four to six of us or so because uh, you know really I don't I don't think people like you and I necessarily need somebody one-on-one -on -one, but I'm I'm like everybody else in the sense I like a push I like somebody to watch me I like somebody I like to kind of sit back and have someone else design the workout for me and again I'm uh, when you design your own workout you tend to fall back on the exercises you're good at you do more of what you're good at and less of what you're not so great at even though I know that in my head uh <laughs> It's hard not to kind of fall into that pattern. So, uh, yeah, so I work out in this small group personal training um, twice a week. I love that. Um, I also love hot yoga. I go to Moksha Yoga, ride my bike up to Moksha Yoga on the Danforth and love that. Um, I What else do I do? I... I, my best friend works at home um, on Friday, so we go for an hour-long walk over lunch every Friday instead of going for a cup of coffee or tea or something. Uh, we do that. I have dumbbells in many rooms in my house, and if I'm ever just standing around waiting uh, on hold with the company somewhere, you know, I do some curls. I try and do a certain number of push-ups every day, too. Um, so I just really try and keep moving. I really want to go to surf school. There's this great surfer girl surf school on Vancouver Island. So I'd like to go there sometime. And one of my clients um, certifies scuba divers, and I really need to recertify because I haven't scuba dived for many years. So I'm planning on doing that in the fall. So uh, I just try and keep moving as best as I can all day and in my business life and in my private life, I just keep moving. <laughs> so and it seems to work. And uh, yeah. Well, you're, um, you're living proof of uh, if you keep moving that you will be in great shape. So congratulations, uh, because you do look the part also. And I know that you bring the, the knowledge, uh, wealth of knowledge to, to what you do. Barb Gormley, thank you for coming in studio today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Tony. It's been really uh, great here talking uh, about personal training with you. And if by chance anybody wants to get a hold of me, uh, the easiest way is just my website. It's simply my name, Barb Gormley. And uh, Gormley is G-O-R-M-L-E-Y, uh, barbgormley.com. And i uh, love to hear from anybody out there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of Wellness on peachradio.com. <laughs>